We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. On. I'm delighted to be joined by Jose Enrique. Um, this is obviously a True Faith podcast. Jose made 129 appearances for United between 2007 and 2011. And he's kindly agreed to chat with True Faith about his time in our club. Jose, thank you. Thanks um, to you. How, well, first question, how, how are you doing in these um, incredibly strange times? How are, how are things in Spain with the, uh, the lockdown? Well, it's a bit strange for everyone, I believe. Obviously, I try to keep as busy as possible uh, because, you know, your head goes everywhere. So I try to wake up every morning, same time, uh, do my exercise. Uh, I have a treatment upstairs, doing my exercise, and then obviously try to keep because that's what I used to do uh, before. Uh, and after that, just getting the laptop, obviously, watch some some football, obviously from the past, not from now, uh, because obviously everything is cancelled. <laughs> and and then just try to obviously go to the to the supermarket once every two days or something like that. So and then obviously try to, to obviously stay at home every time, really watching CDCs, playing some Nintendo Switch with my partner. Locally, we get really well, so <laughs> we have a lot of hours together, but obviously we manage quite well. And like I said, just try to keep as busy as possible, try to think in, obviously, in what is coming after after all of this as well, uh, because I'm, I don't know if you know, I'm a football legend now. Yes. So everything is stopped a bit now, obviously, with clubs, because no one knows how much money they're going to have, they don't know when the league's going to finish, so it's a bit a strange situation for everyone. But like I always say, I'm a privileged person, you know, I, I, it's a lot of people in, in bad situation right now, so it's not to worry about football right now, really. So it's just try to keep busy, obviously, for head, head mind-wise, obviously, you know, try to keep doing my exercise at home as much as possible, and I really recommend that to everyone. And that's all, really, and then watching CDCs, and, and that's all. Yeah, that's all. yeah, absolutely. Um, quickly on the um, football agent work, um, are you, are you were you enjoying it before obviously all of this happened is it something that you've that you've enjoyed getting into well to be honest when you retire uh, as a footballer uh, 80% I would say or, or even more I would say they uh, have a bad time because being a footballer and locally for me what I play as well in, in the clubs I play for it's been amazing my career obviously apart from my injury but apart from that I'm really happy with what I what I have achieved so everything all the sudden stop uh, 
at really young age as well, with 32. Mm -hmm. uh, you can still, I could even still play, and I still 34. So um, it was very difficult at the start to accept that. Obviously, after it happens, what everyone knows about my tumor and mm -hmm. all that, and obviously I, I, I went and I, and I beat it. That's the main thing. And after that, just my head, my mindset really changed. Yeah. And after that, I realized, like, look, listen, I'm a privileged guy. I did uh, an amazing career. I achieved my dream that was to become a footballer. Uh, and now it's another part of my life uh, that I need to accept and enjoy. And then I start working. I've been really lucky because my brother has been in the business for a long time since I started playing. And he's doing really well without me. Obviously, now I'm, I'm a bonus to him because I'm an ex-player and obviously players listen more to ex-players and obviously what I play for as well and everything. And now I'm enjoying it a lot, to be honest, for the last year and a half, two years, well, last year and a half, uh, I've been enjoying it a lot. Obviously, it's not football. Being a footballer is unreplaceable. It's <laughs> yes. If you love football, it's, it's the best. I've been really privileged to, to enjoy that time. To be honest, now you think about it, say, oh, how fast it's gone. You know, it's gone so fast. Uh, but obviously, I'm so lucky that I, I can still on the business. I still on football. I still talking to players. I still watching games. Um, I still talking to clubs. Uh, so I still involved in football. That, yeah. That's 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 what I know really uh, yeah. about. Uh, so it's, it's really good. So I'm happy with it. I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad to hear it. Um, we'll, we'll we'll move on to your um, obviously your career at Newcastle. Um, so you arrived in the in the summer of 2007. From a you know you've been playing in a very good Villarreal side. It was kind of your your breakthrough season at Villarreal the season before I think, yeah. um, and obviously you've been playing on a Manuel Pellegrini. You know the Villarreal side in two thousand six got a semi finals of the Champions League. It was a, a really good team, and you arrived at obviously Newcastle under Sam Allardyce. Um, so on arriving, what, what were your, your first impressions once you started getting into the you know into the training and noticing the differences between how things were at Newcastle and how they were in Spain. What were the, what were the main things that kind of stood out for you? For me, the main thing to struggle at, the start, at that time as well is not like now. Now you go to any team in the Premier League and it's a lot of Spanish speakers. If mm. it's not Spanish, it's Brazilians or Uruguay or whatever, you know, yeah. Argentinians. Or, so it's easy to go a place and at least have one player or two players that they can speak your language. If you are French, it's a lot of people that speak French. If you are... So in my time, it wasn't. It was really when the Spanish start to come to England. Is when they start to win the first Euro Cup. Yeah. Then obviously they won the World Cup and then the Euro Cup again. Um, and then obviously the Spanish players was were in fashion. In that yeah, moment. yeah, yeah. They, they start to see, uh, to sign more players, and they did most of the players. They they've been doing well. But when I went there, I remember it was Albert Luque there. Yeah. Uh, with me for two weeks obviously they didn't, they didn't want him to stay but with me he was amazing for the first two weeks he yeah. showed me the city he showed me everything so he was really good but when he left I felt a bit a bit empty and disappointed because obviously I was in a place that, that I don't speak the language I'm a guy that people that knows me I'm really trying to always chat jokes and, and all of that and obviously without the language it's not much you can do Yeah. so it was difficult that to be honest, the most. Then trainings really is, depends on the manager. Some Allardyce was completely different to Alan, to Alan Schiller or to different to Pellegrini or to different every manager. So it, it doesn't change anything about the club in that. Yeah. But what I, I loved it when I arrived was how big and how much passion in football was. Yeah. 
and is obviously in, in, in Newcastle. No, that the, he was amazing. That obviously in Villarreal is a place that is a, like you say. The, yeah. the, the year after I arrived, the year before I arrived, they played the semi-final of the Champions League against Arsenal. That they lost. Um, we finished fifth as well last season or six. I don't remember well. Well, but we finished in Europa League. So all the sudden I come to Newcastle that they played Europe, Europe the year before uh, as well. And they wanted to do a big team. They signed big players. That yeah, I remember we have our fame artists, Michael Owen, Biduka, Nicky Bar. So we have big names that they 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 been in big teams. And obviously, it was a no-brainer. It was for me a step forward. Even if I was in a good team, you can compare in terms of fans base, in terms of club, in terms of everything. It was no-brainer really. So. It wasn't a difficult choice to, to join Newcastle, really. Right, it, it's it, and you. It's so interesting because you were, you were so young as well. I think twenty one maybe when you arrived. Um, yeah. And obviously, you know, you'd um, you were by that point you were in the Spanish under twenty one side, and you mentioned this was before, just before like Spain kind of won the European Championships under Aragones, and then you know, obviously, yeah. you know, you had the whole Spanish style of play, and I suppose your you being in that Spanish under-21 team, you obviously played alongside some fantastic players. Um, and, and you came to Newcastle and you'd been a regular on the Villarreal side. And I think, you know, initially um, you weren't a first choice in Newcastle. You, you played against Barnsley in the League Cup and you had a fantastic game. And I think a lot of fans were like, this kid knows what he's doing. Um, and and it didn't work out initially. You know, you didn't, you weren't a regular. Was that was that tough or was it something that you'd expected initially? And and, and why do you think it was that you weren't kind of in the side from day one, almost? Uh, um, <clears throat> well, uh, when I arrived, I remember uh, they promote Charles and Thogbia from the second team. Yeah. And I remember in four games, he scored two goals or something like that in the first four yeah, games. Yeah, against Bolton. He scored against Bolton. Uh, yeah, yeah. So I, I remember my brother calling me and said, what's happening? Is you not playing? I said, what you want me to play for? We have Roberto Carlos right now. And <laughs> you know, like, is it possible? He's been scoring two goals in four games, so I have to wait for my chance. And obviously, then I have my chance. I did well in the in the in the League Cup game, like you say. But but then I couldn't. I remember the first season was mental wise was difficult for me because what I say after football, obviously going home, don't have any friends in there as well. Uh, like I say, I'm a guy that. Uh, I need people, you know, I, lo- I love to be around people and everything like that. The dressing room has always been amazing to me. Marty Duca, without understanding, he was every morning with me, or every Marty, everyone was lovely to me. Oh, good. But obviously, when you can speak the language, it's, it's difficult. So, as well as you say, 21 years of all age, first time I leave my country, no Spanish speakers apart from Luke, and he left after two weeks, so it was difficult. So, I, that season really was wasn't wasn't really happy obviously the fans and myself with myself because I didn't de- do didn't really do a good season that's the that's the reality uh, because for so many reasons so obviously you arrived from Villarreal I was led back of the season that year you arrived to Newcastle you expected to play more but then you you think as well and say listen I didn't perform in the level I should as well so that's why maybe I'm not playing as much as I as I I supposed to so. So that's why that, that's why it was difficult as well. When a player doesn't play, it's difficult. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Of course. Um, so uh, you know that that first season. I mean, even then, it was very um, very up and down. At this point, obviously, things had we kind of got a glimpse of Mike Ashley's inconsistent behaviour very much straight away. Yeah. He got he sacked sacked Allardyce 
um, and he brought in you know Kevin Keegan who as you know is an absolute legend at both clubs that you played for in England at Newcastle and at Liverpool um, yeah. what what are your memories of, of Kevin Keegan coming in um, because obviously you know to Newcastle fans as I say he is he's I mean, he's, he's a god, almost. Um, do, do you recall much about him on the training ground and, and just in and around the dressing room? Uh, obviously, when he arrived, uh, like I say, it's, it's not like now. Everyone knows about the Premier League. Everyone mm. knows before TV wasn't like now. Uh, yeah. You didn't have the chance to watch Premier League in Spain, so I, don't, I didn't really know how massive Kevin Keegan was in that time. Yeah. Obviously, when he arrived, I knew because of the people's faces and all of yeah. that, so you could see that. Um, and and well, to be honest with you, there's not many people know about this. Uh, he then won in the team, uh, right? And uh, so we finished the season. But we we arrived to January, I believe. I, I yeah, I believe we arrived to January. And he told me he then he then won in the team. He or January or, or the summer. I don't remember when it was with Kevin Kian. And, and he told me he then won in the team. Obviously, I was thinking as well maybe was the best for me to leave to right. back to Spain because I have a big interest from Betis yeah. um, and Betis was doing really well as well yeah. so I said well maybe it's a chance to go so it was a player I don't remember the name the right back coming to Newcastle and me going there and right. plus money so they give the right back and money for, yeah. my, for me yeah. uh, Betis obviously at the end uh, we then agree terms and I decide to, to stay and yeah. after a week they start Kevin Keegan. Yeah, him. yeah. Well, he left really. Um, so really, he then won me in the team really. So obviously, I don't have the best. <laughs> you know, we'll we'll so move on. We'll move on from that. Then we'll move on. But to, be, to be fair to him, obviously, it was something that I deserved because I wasn't playing well enough. You know, that's the reality. So at the end, it was fair from him. That at the end, he can put whoever he wants. He was the manager. He was the boss. And, and he, but that was a that was good as well for me that conversation because at the end I decided to stay after that conversation I remember crying about it because it was the first time someone telling me that he didn't want me in his right. and 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 I say listen I need to wake up I need to this is not the player I am I need to I need to wake up and then obviously the year after it was the second season that we relegate I think I did okay it wasn't my best season as well but I think I did an alright season I played quite a lot of games and from there obviously then two years more yeah well it's interesting the relegation season because obviously you mentioned the lack of Spanish speaking players at the club the year before and then we went out and signed Fabricio Colaccini and um, Juanas Gutierrez and obviously I, I think you know that must have been a boost for you, I take it, when, when these two players arrived. Um, players who had, who not only spoke Spanish, but had played in, in the, um, La Liga as well. Um, yeah. And, you know, that relegation season, um, did, did it feel like it, it sort of, within a couple of months, did, was the feeling amongst the players in the squad that this isn't going very well at all? Um, you, you know, how, how, uh, did you did you kind of feel that relegation was almost inevitable at certain points? I believe, like anyone, when things are going well in not just in football, in life, you know, and when the things are going bad, the same. We knew it, and the fans knew it that we weren't going in the right direction. Us, the the club, then apart from the fans, that they always in the right direction. They did so well. They came to every single game, forty-two thousand away from home, three, four, six thousand depends, obviously. 
uh, we weren't right. We weren't we weren't doing right. At the end, we had a lot of players that, including myself, that didn't used to fight for relegation really. So when we came to that fight, obviously everyone know, knew that we were in that fight. Mm -hmm. We were in that fight, and no Europe, no Champions League, no top ten. Save the team this year and let's see what happens next year. Yeah. Obviously, we get in the in the fight and in the last game we just needed a draw against Aston Villa. I remember, like it was <clears throat> like it was yesterday. And obviously, I mean that was unlucky and he get an goal there. And I remember really well because the fans they start clapping, you know, after the game and try yeah. to cheer us up, you know. And it was like my feeling was like, wow, these people. And unbelievable, no? In Spain, they will be killing us, you know. <laughs> Here they, 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 they clapping and they clapping and, and they try to cheer us up, you know. These people deserve better than, than us, really. They deserve this team to be in the Premier League and not just in the Premier League. I still believe Newcastle should be a top six team. That's my opinion. Uh, but obviously, football is difficult and cha time changes. But but yeah, we believe that in one point, yeah, you could see that. The team when we got in that positions, the team wasn't wasn't ready to fight, including myself, including everyone, to fight for that for that positions and and we got so many injuries as well. So yeah, we knew it. We knew it that we were in the fight. We obviously we didn't expect it to relegate, but we knew we were going to be in the fight. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, to a certain extent, you know. It, the relegation became a positive because the next season was was absolutely fantastic in the championship. One of my one of my favourite seasons, and I've been supporting the club for a long, long time. Um, the the pre season there was this moment um, after the Leighton Orient friendly where I think um, the it, it was almost a decision amongst the players in the squad who's late, who's going and who's who's staying. Do, do you remember that moment at all? And, and do, you, do you remember thinking I'm definitely staying? Next se this season to help the team get back into the Premier League. Yeah, well, the, uh, uh, the rumor is the truth. What you're talking about yeah. is the truth. Everyone, when I've been talking about Newcastle, he asked me the same question. I yeah. and it's true. It was a, a set point from there. It was like we lost this one, and, and I remember uh, obviously the the big the big players. Well, the the biggest speakers really the captains and like Kevin Nolan, like Joey yeah. Barton, like even Andy Carroll, like he was from the second team. But yeah, so people from there that we have a point and and say, listen, look, we coming to the same way again. We is people that obviously don't want to stay, don't want to play. Yeah, yeah, it's respectful. You know, everyone is can decide what they what they want to do. And to be honest, the club was was good there because the club didn't want some players to leave and they after that game as well they they, they realized that well if the, the players that don't want to stay don't stay then because you're gonna you wanna do more harm than, than good really even if you are a good player because when someone is not happy somewhere it's better to go that's the reality in any job really in the world and more in football because yeah. at the end it affects we have so many people working together and at the end you have to and obviously in my case uh, I decided to stay because I say listen it's my mistake. Uh, one second, it's my cat here. She always loves Kudel. When I'm in the laptop, she always comes here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I've got two. I've got two. I know exactly what you mean. I, I got two and a dog as well. <laughs> oh, well. I, I love animals. I love animals. There you go. I look. <laughs> <laughs> they're the best. They're the best. Yeah. 
they are hugging the coronavirus because we are all at home with them. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. She, my dog is absolutely loving it at the moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's crazy. So yeah, in my case, obviously I can talk about myself. Obviously, everyone else is different, but in my case, like you say, it was a turn point. We have that meeting. It's true. And, and the club was good as well because the club was there as well to talk. Uh, well, first the club and then just the players. And then was a, a, a point, a really good point for the for the club. I believe it was like okay, players that don't want to stay, just go. Yeah. And players that want to fight to come back to the Premier League, let's do it. And yeah. In my position, uh, I decided to stay. I have options to go to La Liga. Yeah. Uh, to mess good options as well. But it was, I don't know, it was that day after Aston Villa, you know, when I see all the fans there clapping and everything like that, you know, that I was like, well, it's my mistake. You know, I don't like to leave things in the middle in life and everything yeah. I do. Uh, so I went like, I'm not leaving the team like that and I'm not leaving my name dirt in this club when they've been spending big money for me and in the transfer when I, when they buy the when they pay me for 21 years old I've yeah. been doing well enough for them so I'm gonna obviously pay them back yeah. and that's why I decided to stay and then obviously we'll have such an amazing season well that, that's what I'm gonna say I'm glad you decided to stay obviously because you know the championship um, you Jonas Gutierrez on the left hand side I mean you absolutely tore the championship up um, the, the, the golf in class, I think, was it, it was incredible, really. Um, you know, a player like Fabrizio Colaccini as well in, in the championship. I mean, you know, that that team was, I think, streets ahead of, of any other side in in, in that league. Um, and uh, you know, how how was it for you? Did did you did you kind of know once you and um, Honas started playing so well together that you were on a on a different level to to the rest of the division, or or was it still a, a really tough season in many ways? No, it was a tough season. No, and no, any division is easy. At the end, you have to play more in, in England. Everything fights. Everything more in the Championship. Obviously, what you can see is less quality in the yeah. players, but they still the fight. They still running as crazy. They still go for you. They still and more. Everyone was motivated to play yeah. at Newcastle. Yeah. It was like the Real Madrid or Barcelona. Or yeah, the, yeah, of course. Of the second division, really. So everyone was so motivated to play, to play against us. So obviously it wasn't easy any game, but it's true that me and Jonas, we have a, a big understandable there. I said to Jonas, I said, you have to be like a wall to me. I always yell to him, I say, I just pass you and I run, and then you just give me back. And you look like a good player, you know, and he will always cry laughing about that, you know. And, and yeah, we, we, we loved it because in that left side was obviously Colocini. That I knew I could go forward and he would always cover my back. Yeah. That was very, very important. And I believe with Jonas was amazing understanding. Uh, he knew the way I move, the way I'm going to go. And I knew him as well when I could go forward, where I should stay. You know, he always covered me as well. When I used to go forward, he stayed as a left back as well. So the understanding was amazing. And off the pitch was exactly the same. That I think is very important. That's why we were so good together in the, uh, in, on the pitch. But that was easy, no. It's no, no easy. The championship is a very difficult, difficult division. Uh, I remember everyone talking. I, I want to make this a point as well because I remember everyone talking like uh, it doesn't matter the manager in that time because we will promote it anywhere with that team. It's not true. I think Chris Hutton did an amazing job because he put us all together. He put us all together uh, in a team that it was broke, really. Uh, Mental-wise, was broke. And he put us all together and I will always be grateful to him because he's always been 
such a good manager and, a, and an amazing guy as well. So, and I and I and I believe that if you ask any player in that season who was the most important person, they will tell you Chris, uh, and I will I, I will believe so because he made the team together again, and that was the main thing. The quality was there, the players were there. We have quality, obviously everyone could see that, but then we needed someone that obviously does the job of the manager to put you together, and he did, and he put us together, and he made the team promote. Yeah, no, it's good to hear that. I uh, I absolutely love Chris Hutton, um, and I hope he gets back into football soon. He was he was fantastic during that period. I, I couldn't agree, couldn't agree more. Um, moving on to the obviously that night against Nottingham Forest, um, that was such a I mean obviously such an important match because Forest I think had an opportunity to overtake Newcastle still at that point. Um, yeah. Just talk us. Just talk us through the the goal and, and your, your your emotions afterwards. What 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 was it like? Was it looked uh, obviously? I mean, you were clearly incredibly happy after you put the ball in the net. What was? Do you what what are your recollections of it all? Well, first of all, I did the cut inside and then I shoot. And to be honest, I didn't even know the ball where it went <laughs> because it was my right foot. So I just shoot hard, you know, and say, "Let's hope it goes in," and it did. <laughs> You know, and I have to say it was one of the best games in all my career. The feeling, you know, obviously you could see in the celebration and all yeah. the team together, you could see the how much obviously we were winning one nil already. Uh, but it was in the 90 minutes, I believe. Yeah. It was in the, the, obviously in the extra time already. And how much they were singing my name for three, four minutes, the, all the, the rest of the game. You know, there it was four minutes, five more minutes, all the stadium, you know, and obviously the celebration with all my teammates and... I remember always as one of the, the best games best games ever could be part of as a, as a player. That's the reality. It was an amazing finish when I scored a goal. We knew we were completely in the first position. I remember uh, we beat the team that could beat us as well you yeah. know, in, in terms of finishing the top. And and we beat them. And, and I scored in the game. I'm not a top scorer, to be honest. I don't score many goals. So <laughs> and it was an important one. So. I was really happy, really, really happy with that, and it's a game that I will never forget. It yeah. was really, really nice. Really yeah, nice. the noise, the, I just remember the noise, the noise was just unbelievable, it was, it was fantastic. Unbelievable, um, So, So that season, you got um, you got the fans' player of the year, which, you know, for a, for a left-back is quite unusual, and given also, you know, that season, as you mentioned, Honas, Colaccini, Andy Carroll scoring lots of goals, Peter Lovencrans, Kevin Nolan, um, you know, how, how did it feel? I mean, you made the, you made the PFA Championship team of the year as well. Um, how did it feel that that acknowledgement and and why do you think it was that you you, came, you got it? Uh, obviously, I have a good season. You know, I didn't yeah. get it, you know. But at the end, is is the fans' decision. It was amazing. Obviously, uh, I have it here, the trophy uh, in my house, uh, and it's and it was. It was amazing for me because it was like, well, it was like a like a step point, you know. Because in my first two seasons, the first season obviously wasn't good enough. The second season was better, but my that that was the season that made me like, okay, I'm a complete to England. I'm happy to be here, you know, and, yeah. and I know I can do really well. And obviously, from the fans, like you said, with so many strikers that we have, that they passed the 15 goals or plus more, you know, that Shiola Miovi as well scored yeah. a lot of goals, Andy, Kevin, like you said, Peter, so everyone was scoring a lot of goals, and at the end, this startup of awards, they all will go to the to the strikers, because yeah. it's the truth, the most difficult thing in the world is to score goals. 
But I believe, obviously, the fans they could see my passion. They could see the way I was performing as well and helping the team. Not just obviously defensively attacking as well, and and it was unbelievable, you know, and for me to get that prize, you know, because it will always be my memory, and it was really really nice from the fans to give me that. Oh, good. Um, well, moving on on to the Premier League, and um, you know, it, Newcastle Christmas time. Um, you know, we lost to West Brom three one, but we were still around tenth in the table. We've been the the victory against Sunderland, the 5-1, the 1-0 against Arsenal away. Um, you know, mid-table, which wasn't a bad position to be in, given the team had just been promoted. And then Chris Hutton is is sacked. Um, and Alan Pardew's brought in. How how was that whole situation for you? You know, that on a personal level, how did it feel in the squad when, when Chris was sacked and, and Pardew came in? What, what, what do you remember about it? Well, first of all, Alan Pardew was really good to me as well. Yeah. I have to say it. He always been really, really good to me. But for us as a player, obviously Chris, uh, he he was so important to us. He he make us, he helped us promote the team. Really, he who was the main guy, really, because he's the manager to promote the team. Like you said, then we promote. Uh, obviously, we are in a top ten. Like you said, just a promoted team. We were doing really well. Obviously, we lost few games. Obviously, but as a promoted team, we knew we were going to fight to to don't relegate that year. That was the the, the target, really. Obviously, mm-hmm. then surprises in football, and you never know. Uh, but obviously, the target was to stay in the Premier League. That was the target. So really, when that happens, everyone starts thinking, like, "What the hell? The, the club is starting the same as they they did few years ago." You know, yeah. sacking Chris when everyone is very happy with him. And, and obviously we just lost a few matches, just give him the chance, it's football, you know, and, and at the end you can lose as well, and we just are promoted team, so it's what it is. Yeah. Obviously the club maybe expected the, the team to do it better, uh, and I believe it was wrong obviously to sack him, but it's not my, my decision, I'm just a pl- I was just a player, so you have to respect what the board does. And obviously they did Alan, Alan Pardio, he was, he was good to us and he's been a good manager for Newcastle as well. Yeah. So, but it was, a, it was a very difficult point for all the players, I believe, because everyone loved, loved him, you know, Chris. Loved yeah, him. absolutely. I think every club that he's managed since, I think they've had a similar opinion that he's very much, very much loved. Um, so that season, obviously, we get to Christmas um, and the Andy Carroll sale happens. Um, he goes to Liverpool and I think... You know, looking at it from the outside, that seemed to be something that impacted on you because obviously we get to pre-season and you go to Liverpool and, you know, you, you say what you say about the club under Mike Ashley lacking ambition um, and not going anywhere whilst he's in charge, which obviously, you know, it's it's the truth. We look at the club now and it's ex- exactly what you said is is right. Um, it Was that the moment? Do you think the Andy Carroll sale that made you think I'm done here or was it, was it a kind of collection of things? It was a collection of things, but I was, I say it before and I say it again, I was wrong to say what I said in that time because obviously uh, some, I say it in a way of, of madness really because I didn't really wanted to leave in one point because I was happy there, I was four years, that was my, my, yeah. my four years there and, and I was really happy and I will always be grateful to Newcastle, they give me the chance to come to the Premier League and do really well and I've been really loved there. You know, and so I will always be grateful to Newcastle and Newcastle fans, especially. But obviously, as a player, you want to, you want to grow, and I was mad, obviously, that they were selling the best players. Obviously, I understand he comes a thirty-five million pounds offer for a player that has been six months in the Premier League. Yeah. But he was such an important player for us. I remember if he scored seven or eight goals in four or five games. Yeah. Uh, in four or five months, sorry, for the team. 
so obviously setting your player that is scoring goals and helping the team to, to achieve something doesn't matter the money they give you but they did sell him but I thought well doesn't matter they get the money and try to get some other players with that money because it's a, it was a big transfer yeah. know, to be honest for a yeah, player yeah. I obviously just played six months in the Premier League uh, but obviously that didn't happen and then the, the summer arrived Liverpool came uh, and in the interest obviously Liverpool was spending a lot of money in transfer Liverpool wanted to obviously the history of Liverpool five Champions League yeah. kind of Gresham is, is one of the best for me the best obviously team in England and in the world right now but yeah. obviously one of the best teams in history that's the reality not just in England in, in the world uh, so obviously you have the chance to go there and you see just the club as well um, just going in the in the in the wrong direction in my opinion in that time you know with the transfers so obviously I should have said public that was a mistake from me because obviously it's a lot of fans uh, that they have feelings as well like I do you know and and, and I sh it's not a player thing to be involved in them things, you know, it was a, just a decision, I have a, a team that they were doing better in terms of transfer and what I believe it was better for me in that time and, and I should have left it like that because the fans took it in a bad way, you know, like, yeah, he just left because he's thinking he's going to a big team, this, that, like you said, with them, you finished fifth the years before, the year after and we finished sixth. Uh, you know, but he, he, and they were singing. I remember when I played the game as a goalkeeper there. They were singing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what was that like, man? What was that like? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was crazy. It was crazy. You know, but that was because of my mistake. You know, it was something that I say that I shouldn't have said. I just said that. Listen, is, I have a big chance to go. I think it's the right move, and that's all. Because the people took it in the in the in the wrong way. I obviously I didn't wanted to disrespect the club. The opposite. I have so much respect for Newcastle. Like I said, so much love. I still have so much love from the fans there. They always all the time text me and all the time. The, the love that I receive from them is incredible, and I hope. Soon, obviously, with all this pass, I can go back to St. James in Spark and, and enjoy, you know, a match there watching a game. But, but obviously, it was wrong for me to say, to say it in that time. It was maybe right, you know, I was right maybe in, in what I was saying, but the reality, I wasn't right to say it really. It's just these type of things, they have to stay in the racist room, like a lot of things, and, and it was an opinion, and the best is to keep it by yourself, I believe. Well, I mean, I don't know. I think, I mean, what you said, ultimately, history has proven you to be completely correct. Um, and I think that the, you know, it's it's like you say, you know, you, you when you said it, were, were annoyed at things, which is understandable. And the fans themselves initially react like that. Hindsight, you look at it now and you think what you said was right. And I don't think any fan would hold it against you at all now. I really don't. I think, um, I think you'd be welcome back in Newcastle 100%. No, no doubt about it. Um, and that's, uh, I mean, I can certainly say that. That's for, that's for sure. Um, moving on to on the players and, and managers. Let's let's start with the managers. I mean, the list is is spectacular. Um, Allardyce, Keegan, Allardyce, Keegan, Kinnear, Hutton, Shearer, and uh, Pardew. I mean, that is a mixed bag. Um, let, let's just see who who. Do you think was it best? I think I know who you're going to say, and um, and just tell me what your career was like, even if it's just a, a minute. Because um, two years earlier, you've got Manuel Pellegrini at the time, one of the most up and coming managers in Europe, and then all of a sudden you're being managed by Joe Kenya. It's just it's I can't even imagine it. So I'd love to hear your thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Well, to be honest, I didn't know Joe Kinnear. I didn't. Yeah, I knew he wasn't training for seven years, I believe. Uh, but uh, obviously, like I say, it's not the type of thing that a player should get involved. Mm -hmm. It's a club's decision. Obviously, he has the heart problem after as well. Yeah. Uh, he couldn't manage. So obviously, like I say, it was a thing that not just the clubs, us as a players as well, make the club take that decision in terms of they didn't know what this, to put a solution obviously for the team to don't be relegated yeah. and I believe that's why they were sacking so many managers and trying to bring someone to help and when they didn't understand that that, the, that, that team was broke and when they needed this was stability. Um, and, but I say the first ones to blame was the players. So us, because we were the ones at the end, we are the ones who go on the pitch and play uh, and we need to perform and we didn't. So at the end, yeah, it was crazy, but obviously it was the club's decision and we need to respect it and we need to perform and we didn't. So at the end, it's no excuse with the managers. It was our mistake. We didn't play good enough and that's why we relegate. Yeah. Fair, fair enough. Um, and in terms of the um, the players at Newcastle, who, who stood out for you during your, your four years on, on Tyneside? What do you mean it stood out? Like, who was like the who was who would you say was like the, the most gifted player, the best player you played alongside? Uh, the, the most gifted player I played in Newcastle with was Ben Arfa, definitely. Yeah. Uh, ben Arfa was different class. The only problem with Ben is is a, a guy that is really nice guy, mm -hmm. really, really nice guy, but uh, it was difficult for him to stay focused. You know, I believe he saw it in his career. You know, because he's a player to play for Barcelona, Madrid, Liverpool. You know, like yeah. any team in the world, really, he has the qualities. He was unbelievable one this one. When he was a player that, as a fan, is like, oh, you give him the ball and you say, what, what is going to happen? Yeah. You know, and this type of player are very exciting and for me Newcastle he was the best player in that he was the, the player that even in training you could see you give him the ball and you say I love it I love it as well because I love his personality and I remember one training in particular he was so good in training and everything and he was playing on the left side and I said come on and I was so confident because I was doing so well and everything and I said come on play on the right Play on the right and go against me. Don't be, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like this, you know, in a way. And, and I love him because he say, "Okay, let's go there. I'm gonna beat you, mate." You know, and, and he come to the to the right side, and that show you as personality, as confident as well as. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna go against you, and I'm gonna show you my quality. You know, and you could see he was a different player. He was different class, different class. He was a, a player with so much talent. So yeah. Much talent. No, absolutely. He's one of the one of the most gifted players I've seen at Newcastle. Um, and I think he's one of those players who, who when he gets on the ball, the whole crowd just lifts. Um, I think Alansa Maximan, who we have now, is very similar to that. And it's it's good to have a player like that in your team, especially if you're a team that's not going to be kind of pushing for the Champions League. To have a player in the team who the fans can identify with is great. And I'm glad to hear you said Ben Arthur. Um, yeah. it, and another note, your other teams, you've played alongside um, Juan Roman Riquelme who for me is one of the greatest players of all time um, and obviously Luis Suarez as well I'd love to hear um, two different players but in terms of pure ability who out of the two of them who did you think was just mind-blowingly good? Both of them are incredible players like you say like Steven Gerrard for example yeah. players that they got, you can see a difference uh, to everyone else they were different to everyone else but for me the best player I ever played with uh, I can I have to say it, it was Luis what I seen in Suarez in, in not just in the games in training the confidence that he, he was 
amazing. I think he, he as well is incredible how, for example, in people that sometimes fans as well they don't realize how difficult it is sometimes when you change teams. Like mm -hmm. for example, in Liverpool he was the main man. He did so well for us. He was when we when we nearly win the league. Most of it, well, obviously, the team was in unbelievable mood and we did so well. But uh, he was the main guy, really. Yeah. You know, you put the ball there and he could do anything. You know, and and then you arrive to Barcelona. Messi is the the best player in history for me. Uh, and you arrive there and you have to adapt completely to a different system that Ibrahimovic couldn't, David Villa couldn't. Uh, Though when Guardiola arrived, didn't want him as well. Yeah. So you arrive to a team that Luis really is not this type of player in playing tiki taka. It's not his yeah, yeah, yeah. Style. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's why he was so good in England. I think he was so good yeah. in England because of his style of play, yeah? Exactly. And he always does the same, really. He comes to you, he throws the ball at you, and then he hit you in the head, in the knee, whatever, and always <laughs> the ball finishes in front of him. I don't know how the hell he does it, but he's unbelievable. Unbelievable. He's. He's so good, he's so annoying, he's pressing, he's like, he constantly is, is like I said, for me, he's the best player I ever play with. Yeah. No, 100%. Oh, well, that's, yeah. that's pretty unequivocal. Um, and finally, um, Jose, thank, thank you. Final question for you. Um, how do you see Newcastle at the moment? And is the, you know, in terms of the, the playing squad um, and in terms of maybe where, what you'd like to see for the club, I guess? For me, as a, as a club, like I say, obviously everyone can see I have so much love for Liverpool, you know, and I support Liverpool because yeah. at the end you have a special love for this club, but uh, I love Newcastle, you know, so much as well. Newcastle give me so much as a club and, and obviously when you see the things are not going well for them, it's, 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 no, it's not nice at the end. I spent four years of my life there and, yeah. and I've been treated so well as well, you know, people loving me there so much and and I've been treated, like I say, so well there. So, obviously, it was helpful to see that, obviously, that if we want to go to, to be sold, then uh, to be sold, sorry, then they don't sell it, and, and all these things happening. And, and obviously, I see the team, then they start Rafa Benitez, that obviously, Steve Bruce is a manager with a lot of experience, but Rafa Benitez, you're talking about a manager that has been in Real Madrid, has been in Liverpool, has been... So, for me, obviously, seeing that from the club, obviously, he wasn't the right move, really. Uh, so, obviously, because everyone knows Rafa was a different kind of manager. And with no much money, really, he kept the team in the division and he played well, yeah. uh, you know, in, against big teams. So, you can see he was a top manager. But, obviously, you can see they have good quality players. Like you said, Man Simon, you can see he's a type of player that is, makes the difference. You know, Jolinton, you know, like they have, they have good players. Obviously, now depends when all this goes, mm -hmm. how much they, uh, how they finish in the league and and how much they want to spend at the end. If the team is gonna be sold, or no one really know about the future in that terms. But I really wish them the, the best. You know, at the end, it's a club that I love. Uh, I have so much love received from from there, and and it's a club that obviously I want them the best. Like I said, for me, it should be it should be a top six team. I always say that because it's been in history Newcastle has been a top six team a lot of years in, in, in the Premier League so it should be a top six team but obviously at the end if you don't spend uh, this year I know last year they spent but obviously in any transfer window you need to to, to change to spend to keep improving the squad because the Premier League every team have money every team spend every team and if not you can't compete uh, that's the reality and 
and I think that's what Newcastle should do and, and I hope they do because it's a team that they deserve that because of the fans the fans are unbelievable I remember like you see in the championship playing at home 42,000 people all the time full stadium you know if then we play away from home and I remember that we were in the stadiums that they were selling 3,000 or the maximum I believe it was between five and 6,000 I don't remember what it was all the time away from home sold out tickets for Newcastle fans it's such an amazing place to play Sanyosis Park is a beautiful stadium as well it was so beautiful stadium to play as well so I just wish them the best that's all I can say I just wish that club the best and I hope I can I can visit soon with my partner and watch a game there and I can see them doing well as well fantastic Jose thank you very much it's been really really good talking to you and um, from true faith uh, we wish you all the very best me too. I really hope you keep safe and your family as well. Your animals as well. I can see them doing well. 